Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, this football season will be different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how we watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for us, those who watch it. You know, I am the other half of the Locked On Texans duo here on Tuesday, uh, ready to discuss what Cody hinted at yesterday, the Romeo Cornell and Zach Easterby news that's circulating around Houston. And let me just say, right now, the Houston sports news. Terrible. Circulate. It's What you say, Cody, what it is? It's, it's beyond terrible. One more time. It is beyond terrible. As the French would call it, it is garbage. You got everything with the drama going on with uh, the Houston Rockets. Don't know if George Springer will return back to the Astros and you see on Sunday night when somebody pointed out DeAndre Hopkins may have created a Jordan commercial. Did you see the zoom in of that Hail Mary that he caught? Mm-mm-mm. The Jordan glove was clear as day. You got that going on. Tyshawn Gibson, who plays for the Bears, now he had a fumble. He caused a fumble uh, on Monday Night Football. Still scratching my head and wondering why in the hell did Houston ever let Tyshawn Gibson go? Uh, and then, you know, you got to look at just clearly what is real and what's fake, what's smoke and mirrors, what's, what's smoke screens, and what's, what's concrete, what's abstract. And the discussion of Romeo Cornell and Jack Easterby returning back uh, for Romeo Cornell being the head coach for next year, Jack Easterby being the general manager, that's something that, you know, I can't wait to discuss. However, today, I'm sorry, yesterday, the Houston Texans released punt returner specialist DeAndre Carter, which, you know, that kind of shows why we saw Will Fuller out there on Sunday, why we saw CJ Procise out there on Sunday, uh, a move that probably should have been made a long time ago, not necessarily releasing him, but replacing him. Uh, but also, if, if, you're, if you was not going to use Carter in a, at his so, so-called return specialist role, then releasing him probably was the best thing. But this is this is just another move made this year that has everybody wondering what the hell was going on during this offseason? Why wasn't some of these moves made earlier uh, in the year, in the in the offseason, uh, when when you guys had the slight chance, the slight time that the NFL gave you while you're doing these Zoom meetings, why wasn't this move made early on? And, and that is just another, you know, move that the Houston Texans made, Cody and listeners at home, that is a, not necessarily a head-scratcher because we, was, we wasn't getting any production out of Carter. Uh, fielded punts terribly, but just why didn't you do this a long time ago? Well, once again, it's just another move that the Houston Texans did where you can honestly say it's too little too late. Once again, why did it take so long 
for the Texans, not just releasing him, but to make that change. And to be honest, from what I saw from CJ yesterday as the, as the kickoff returner, I actually like what I saw. And he actually got the Texans some pretty good yardage as a returner. I don't get it. As you've been saying this whole entire year, what is going on in practice? Clearly, the Texans are not using the most of their practices because we know last year DeAndre Carter was not that good as a returner. Why wait 10 weeks into the regular season of the following year to finally make that change? Once again, we're not sitting here calling for him to be released, but it just does not make any sense why it took the Houston Texans this long to have made that change. However, with DeAndre Carter no longer a part of this team, John, you mentioned during our pregame show, you thought about is this a possibility will this be an opportunity that we're going to see Isaiah Coulter I don't think so I not only say that because he's a rookie and you know how this team this organization feels about playing rookies but when you take a look at the wide receivers depth chart I would like to imagine that Kiki QT is ahead of Isaiah Coulter in the depth chart correct that's another uncertainty right I mean because if he was well he would be ahead of Isaiah Coulter, but I don't think that we we were still have an opportunity to see Kiki. I think at 10 games and the production that we got from DeAndre Carter or lack thereof, uh, seeing Kiki QT would have been an option. And every time the Texans has been asked about QT, it's always a different reason or version of why they can't put him on the field. And so uh, I, I personally, I'm one of those, let's see what the young buck has. I wanted to see what Jonathan Grenard had. You know, definitely wanted to see what Ross Blacklock had uh, since we traded a second-round pick for him to draft him. And let's see what Isaiah has. You know, out of Rhode Island, uh, one half of the dynamic receiver duo that Rohyden had last year, both receivers went over, or well, they had two receivers go over 1,000 yards. He was one of them. I think he has some talent. Let's just see, because my, my thought process behind it is simply this. You kind of already know what you have out of Kiki, and that's playing a huge factor in why we haven't seen him get meaningful snaps this year. I don't agree with that statement. And, and you know what? And I can understand why not. Because how can you say you know what you have in a guy like Kiki but you don't play him. We haven't seen him. And well, that's what I mean. They they're seeing things at practice, body language, not being uh, plays or, or whatever they want out of him, not being executed. We don't know because we're not seeing it. But they are seeing something out of the production um, behind closed doors from Kiki QT that we're not. You may have a point, but when you go back and take a look at the last two years when this guy was on the field, he was actually pretty productive. But when I talked to Bill O'Brien about the Kiki QT situation, he made it seem like it was the injuries that got to him. And, and, and that was a pretty good statement that he that he gave because that was part of the reason why he kind of fell behind due to the injuries that he was suffering with the hamstring, with the ankles. But it, it is a cause for concern when you have so many healthy scratches. And John, you and I continue to say this, see what you have in your young guys. This wide receiver core is decent. 
But you cannot tell me, possibly outside of Will Fuller and maybe Brandon Cooks, that you are okay moving forward with the wide receiver core you have now. When you have a guy in QT who has proven when he's on the field, and I don't know if it's a mental issue or something going on, but he has proven when he's on the field and he in, in his right mindset and when he's healthy, he can be a productive player. We saw it a couple times throughout his career. I just do not understand why you would not give this guy a chance. He only played one game this year. I believe it was two or three snaps, and that was the game against the Baltimore Ravens, and we haven't seen him since he fumbled. And I'm under the impression, if you're so quick to cut him, why not cut or throw the other bad guys that you have on this team in the doghouse? And I'm not taking up for Kiki. Let me just say this. I'm not taking up for the guy, but it just does not make sense with the lack of talent that this team has you do not want to play that talent to see what you have in order to rebuild this roster because this this team is terrible. Will Fuller may return more punts, and I don't like that idea. I hate that idea. I hate that idea. I think that's one of the things that we can agree upon is, is that he's having such a good year. Allow him to continue to fill out that number one receiver role, right? Um there's also some things I wanted to mention uh, just to kind of get out get out of the way. Uh, Stat-wise, Deshaun Watson is having one of his best career. He's having a career year, basically. Uh, 2,539 pass yards, 68.1 completion rate, 18 touchdowns to five interceptions, a good three and some change to one. Uh, TD to interception ratio with a 107 passer rating, 233 passing yards through nine games. We just know how dynamic the uh, sun has been. And there's nothing that you can really put on Deshaun Watson as far as the wins and losses uh, from this team. And so I think that's something that's interesting to just put out there. He's been stellar. We have, as a whole, front and back, offensive defense have not been. You know what I hate that I can't kind of see right now, Cody? I wish I'd be able to see Bill O'Brien's press conferences while they continue to lose games. Like, I know he was bad, but his reactions in press conferences are always interesting to me because he's so pissed, but he can't be pissed at nobody but himself. I kind of miss that about him. But even though Bill O'Brien is gone, we are still stuck with his main guy, his best friend, Jack Easterby and Romeo Cornell, the 70-plus-year-old defensive-minded head coach who reports coming out that he may have an opportunity to be Houston's head coach next year, and Jack Easterby may have, have an opportunity to be the Texans' general manager. Why I think that's a terrible idea, Cody, May feel the same. But don't go anywhere. Locked on Texans, your daily Texans talking news update podcast. Thanks to the lack of natural athleticism or commitment, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they will join another league, the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis, Johnson, Sports Guy Hickman. 
prior to Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported that the Houston Texans are strongly considering keeping Romeo Cannell and Jack Easterby around going into the 2021 season. And he said the reasoning behind that is due to the fact that there is a pandemic and the Houston Texans do not feel, listen to this, John, the Houston Texans do not feel comfortable of handing out long-term contracts without holding face-to-face meetings. Yeah, he said that. And it's very frustrating because and, and, and to be honest with you, John and listeners, the word frustrating, I'm going to have to find another term, terminology because between me covering the Rockets and the Texans, I feel like that that has become my go to word that I'm saying every single day, all day. It's frustrating getting burnt out. Are you getting burnt out? I'm frustrated. Uh, yes. I was like, I, at this point, I don't even know what I am as a fan, as a reporter. I don't know what I am at this point. Mad, pissed, <laughs> distraught, but, angry. Just to name a few. When, when I'm breaking down what Ian Rappaport had to say prior to Sunday's game, let me just say, first and foremost, I'm not surprised by the Romeo Cannell news because regardless of the sport, regardless of the league, anytime there is a mid-season change and you have an interim head coach, nine times out of 10, you always going to hear rumors. You're always going to hear reports. And even the team themselves will come out and say that the interim head coach that we have right now, we are going to make him one of our potential candidates moving forward. I.e., I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys might remember um, a couple of years ago when the Houston Rockets had departed for Kevin McHale and J.B. Bickerstaff came in as the interim head coach. Um, before they hired Mike D'Antoni, the Rockets team personnel, they was talking J.B. Bickerstaff could possibly be the next head coach moving forward, but of course he was not. They went on with Mike D'Antoni. And I say that because I just wanted to give a clear example to let people understand why when you have an interim head coach, I'm pretty sure it's probably just a respect factor, but they're always, their names are always going to be in the mix of things. However, that only works when you make that mid-season change and the interim head coach actually help to improve this team. Now, Romeo Cannell as head coach, he has made, some some pretty good solid changes but it's not enough to say that he should be and could be a candidate to be the Houston Texans next head coach and that's no disrespect to Romeo Cannell but if the team is two and three under your belt and out of those three games that you lost two of them was easily winnable games I don't think the Houston Texans should have Romeo Cannell as a candidate And as for the Jack Easterby situation, why are you going to let this man continue to be your, I guess, quote unquote, acting general manager? And what's funny, yesterday morning, I was a part of the Houston Texans media availability that we had with Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick. And I don't remember which reporter it was, but somebody had asked Bill Belichick, about his relationship and experience working with Jack Easterby. And he said, Jack Easterby is a really good guy. He liked having him around when he was a part of the New England Patriots. And he said a lot of good things about him as a person. But when asked, do you think Easterby should be a acting general manager? (laughs) Bill Belichick just flat out said, 
No, he is not a personnel person. So if you have a guy that's way in New England (laughs) telling you that he is not a personnel person, why in the hell is he still here? I don't understand it. I'm to the point I'm so nervous as a reporter, as a fan, I don't want to see the Texans waste the prom of Deshaun Watson. This organization has already wasted Aaron Foster's, Andre Johnson, J.J. Watt. Do not put Deshaun Watson in that situation. And it's because you let a guy in Bill O'Brien ruin your franchise this offseason. You possibly already wasted not just this year, but possibly 2021 and maybe 2022 as well of Deshaun Watson's career. When I look at what needs to happen for the Houston Texans moving forward is number one, get football minds in. Don't don't bring somebody into the front office that is not a football mind. Don't bring in a motivator. Don't bring in a character culture guy because all of these things are shaky. And all of these things, character, culture, uh, motivated, all of those things are contingent on how that person feels. Now, one thing about the game of football, it evolves. But at the end of the day, where is it played? On the field. And motivators, culture coaches, none of that really, over the course of time in the NFL, none of that really matters on the field. None of that really matters when you judge championship teams. And I always wanted to bring this up. Okay. Coach or coach, you know, character coach, whatever he wants to be. The New England Patriots won two Super Bowls with LeGarrette Blunt. They went undefeated with Randy Moss. Uh, I, I don't want to get too into it, but Dante Starworth was also on that undefeated team. So what I'm getting at is you're going to need some dogs. You're going to need some of those type of guys. And you get those guys by drafting those guys and making your team better. You don't get those guys by hiring a coach or a coach, which I still don't know what that means. There is no culture here in Houston. Uh, the, the culture is mediocre. The culture is almost getting there, but it's not enough. The culture is letting your great players go for scraps and them subbing you on Twitter. That's the culture. Right, that the culture has been pretty lackluster. Had a twelve and four year. I think there there was a, a couple of eleven to five years in there. Uh, but overall, the culture is just not being good enough. So I don't want that. I don't. I don't. And right now, under Jack Easterby's reign as whatever the hell he is, two and six with your lone wins coming from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. No, you bring in a football mind. There's no way Jack Easterby should be a general manager for the Houston Texans next year. And if the greatest coach of all time says, hey, he's a great guy, I love him. I love him. But if he came to me and asked for a referral, I'm not giving him one for that job. I'm sorry, Bobby Pellet. You shouldn't let him run that organization in that field. And as far as Romeo Cornell, 
you mentioned it. your two wins come from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And and as great as a as a defensive mind he, he is, the defense is still playing bad. So uh, both guys need to be replaced going into next year. That's it. The new general manager and new head coach must understand that there will be an uphill battle because of what the previous person at that job did before you got your job. Like, like have you ever walked into your shift that started in the afternoon and the morning person just completely didn't do anything and you have to clean up the mess he, he did or she did and then take on your duties? But, you know, you still have Deshaun Watson to work with. You still have Larry Thompson to work with. You see, you know that attractive person, your work wife or work husband that you love to be around when you're at work and you kind of get sad when they're not there? Well, you still have that person to work with. And then that's what, that is the selling point to anybody that wants to take this job. But John, really quick before moving on, you failed to mention one thing. The excuse that was used. You do not feel comfortable handing out a long-term contract because of the pandemic, because it's not allowing you to, to meet somebody face-to-face? What kind of... The, so you're telling me you're going to keep these two guys around. And once again, no disrespect to Romeo Canal. You're going to keep these two guys around because of a pandemic. What happened to Zoom? What happened to FaceTime? What happened to Uber Conference? <laughs> like, they didn't even give football reasons. It's yeah, not Bobby like... Pellet. Bobby Pellet wouldn't do that. That's what Bobby <laughs> Pellet does. But that's, that's the what thing. Bobby Pellet does. John, you say you need to get football minds, but that lets me know the McNair, Cal McNair, he's not a football-minded guy because it'll be once again, it'll be different if the Texans were, let's say, four and one since firing Bill O'Brien. And let's say if Jack Easterby had made a couple moves at the trade day line that worked in the Texan favor. Okay, Romeo Cannell got us a winning record and and Jack Easterby was able to get us back some draft capital. Okay, now I could kind of see your, your point of view. But none of that happened. So it's like you're throwing away, and not just Deshaun Watson, but just this whole organization. And it just baffles me when you think about how good this team was back in January, even with them blowing a, what, what was it, 24-point lead to, to the Kansas City Chiefs, the future still looked bright. There were still certain things you could have taken from that game and build off it for the future. How many times did not, not only you and I, but just a lot of fans, a lot of people in general felt excited about the future, even with them blowing that big lead to Kansas City? Was it embarrassing? Hell yeah, it was embarrassing but you still have something to look forward to. So not only are you going to waste the career of Deshaun Watson, but what about your fans? Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to continue spending their money to watch a sorry team go out there and stink up to join inside NRG Stadium. Do you think Bobby Pillar cares about the fans? He's going to dump He's going to dump oil in the rivers. <laughs> he doesn't care about the fans. Look, Bobby Pillar just... doesn't care. The only thing that we're really make a difference and because of COVID and because of the lack of fans that they can have at a stadium. I just the amount of money they will lose out on because they're not getting fan support. But Bobby Pelly doesn't care. He doesn't care. That isn't an excuse at all. That's a lame duck excuse. That is a, it's just BS, right? And don't feed us BS. Just don't do that. Um but that's what happens when you work with Bobby Pelly. That's just 
plain and simple. I mean, nothing else we can really say about that. Neither one of those guys should be in the same job capacity as where they are right now. And there's no reason why Jack Easterby should be considered when you went out and hired uh, a firm, a search firm, to help you find uh, qualified candidates to fill those roles. You're wasting everybody's time. I don't even think about that. I mean, you can have the thought, and I don't know what power Jack Easterby has. Um, maybe he has, a, you know, the power of prayer, but, you know, he shouldn't be back as general manager next year. You know, I also want to tell you guys about Built Go, right? It's it's just amazing. It's kind of sweeping the, the workout nation. It's sweeping the gyms. It's keeping everybody where they need to be. And uh, Built Go just makes you the best you at whatever you do. That's what it does. That is the main objective. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break right through it with Go every day. Easy to take in a 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. If you're playing some flag football with your boys, it's good for that. Or you could just put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilgo is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's so natural for the body. It's just completely better. It's like drinking a monster with a third of caffeine and better results. With three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my favorite, chocolate mint. I like mint. You know, mint, mint, it gives you like this fresh feeling at the end. You know what I mean? Whenever you drink it or eat it. Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff, and it's great to ignite your work. It ignites my work as well. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! The discussion about what Jack used to be in, well, where Jack used to be in Romeo Cornell, uh, it should be just that a discussion about where they should be next year. DeAndre Hopkins should still be in Houston. Not going to stick on it too long, but Patrick Mahomes did tweet DeAndre Hopkins, and he said, at DeAndre Hopkins is a monster, man. DeAndre Hopkins replied, same to you, bro. Thought I had a ring last year till you hit God mode. And um, just another reminder of how bad that collapse was when the Texas was up. 24 to zero on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, but just seeing him succeed in Arizona with an MVP caliber quarterback in Kyler Murray, he's having an MVP year. Again, I mentioned Tyshawn Gibbs, who's playing for the Bears. Um, and then kind of looking at our safety and DB situation here, and he's just seeing guys thrive, right? Um, Lamar Miller, who got called up to the Chicago Bears, a shout out to him. Just seeing these players thrive outside of Houston. And you know what? With all of this madness going on with James Harden, whether or not he will return, I hope he takes Deshaun Watson Saturday afternoon, drinking the Mai Tai, Mimosa, whatever he drinks. He says, you know what? In two years, force your way out. Just get out of here. Keep a house here. Keep your house, you know, but get out of here. Go, go somewhere where you'll be greatly appreciated. 
and they'll win a ring. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us at Locked On Texans on, on Twitter and follow us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I guess tomorrow we'll see breaking news. James Harden is traded to Brooklyn. <laughs> next week we'll see breaking news. Romeo Cannell, Jack Easterby signed two-year contracts. Continue with to, – to, to continue to stay with the Houston Texans. I don't know. At this point, City of Houston, just expect the worst. Expect the worst. So when the worst don't happen, you won't be disappointed. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.